the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ninety days in jail minimum for the first offense. That's always been how I've uh, felt about driving under the influence or drunk driving. Zero tolerance. Uh, You get caught the first time, and if it can be proven that you were driving under the influence of alcohol and a danger to other people on the road, you should be thrown into the county jail for 90 days minimum. First offense. First offense. I'll bring that up because um, I'm bringing that up because of the news from Las Vegas about Henry Ruggs. Maybe you've heard the story. He's a wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. At least he was. There's a good chance he'll, he'll never play another down of football again. He sure shouldn't. He killed a woman and her dog the other night. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, Ruggs was driving his Corvette. He was going 156 miles an hour and ran into the back of this woman's uh, RAV4 Toyota. She and her dog were trapped in the car for five minutes before it caught on fire and killed them both. Now, from what I understand, Ruggs is looking at anywhere from 2 to 20 years in prison for this. Two would not be nearly enough. And if I'm the judge, he gets the full 20 and more than that if I can give it to him. There's way too much patience for drunk driving in America. He killed a woman, someone's wife, someone's mother, because he decided to get hammered and drive his Corvette 156 miles an hour. He tested at twice the legal limit. And he had his girlfriend in the car. And by the way, he also had a loaded gun. There's nothing wrong with having, a, a, on its face, nothing wrong with having a loaded gun. But these things, usually it turns out that it's an illegally um, uh, possessed gun. And it, there's something about the stupidity of making the decision to drive 156 miles an hour in your car when you have an illegal gun in your car. There's a pretty good chance you're going to at least get a ticket, and you might not want to you know, get caught with the gun. But anyway, it seems to happen a lot. He tested at twice the legal limit. Now, this is going to get more attention than the average uh, fatal drunk driving accident because Ruggs is an NFL player. And the judge, let's hope he takes it, he or she, takes advantage of the publicity uh, to send a message. Throw the book at him. No mercy. You can't give this guy two years and make him eligible to get out in one year and then go play football again. Uh, Henry Ruggs should never play football again, not because of anything the NFL has to say about it, because by the time he gets out of jail, he should be way too old. When we come back after the break, why the Republicans are known as the stupid party, and in our second half hour, the Washington Post is getting ready to come to Tony Fauci's defense for torturing beagle puppies. Stick around. have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dinovite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dinovite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dinovite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet food are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-B-I-T-E.com. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. 
With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsoruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. You all have helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. And Mike has an amazing offer from my listeners on his standard my pillows. You'll receive a standard my pillow regularly $69.98, only $19.98 now. And you also will receive deep discounts on all my pillow products, such as my pillow towels, mattress topper, my slippers, and so much more. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard my pillow for just $19.98 or call 800 716 and use promo code STAG. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you know you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800 716 8087. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if you've ever wondered why the uh, the Republican Party is also known as the Stupid Party, all you need to do is look at some of the reactions to what happened in Virginia Tuesday night. Chris Bedford is the senior editor at The Federalist, and he's here with some examples of world-class stupidity. He joins us now. Chris, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So, uh, you wrote a column today for The Federalist, and... Uh, it's it's pretty funny actually that that looks like the re, you you found some Republicans who just uh, they can't stand the success they've had apparently. <laughs> it's so common just the surrender caucus. They'd, they'd much rather they would much rather feel moral about losing than they would uh, see a Republican win. And there's a bunch of them: the consultant class, the liberal Republicans, the Never Trumpers, generally all one and the same who are trying to look at the Virginia win and say, you know what, what matters most here in Virginia is that this guy was basically Mitt Romney. This is proof that Mitt Romney works. This is proof that the consultants are right. This is proof that Donald Trump and and the culture wars are dead. And it's just the opposite of the reality. Uh, Glenn Youngkin is a candidate who comes from that kind of wealthy Republican background, that business background. But he's someone who Early on, according to everyone who I know who was really close with him and worked with him, has always been somewhat of a true believer. And when he was started out his campaign, he was listening to some of these top consultants. He was wearing his mask. He was uh, he wasn't talking. He was avoiding the hot button issues of critical race theory and abortion and Donald Trump. And then some of the folks on the team got him to overrule the consultants and to sign a anti-critical race theory pledge. And that's when his primary campaign really took off and he got a surprise upset win. And it was only by letting the people and the energy of the Repub- of the electorate in Virginia drag him back to his conscience and away from the D.C. politicos. Then that's when his campaign really lit fire, and he was able to do such an incredible upset that we saw on Tuesday. 
Yeah, um, Mitt Romney. I mean, is there anybody? <laughs> uh, I mean, there are actually people in the Republican Party still breathing who think that Mitt Romney would be. Uh, you know, that, that sounds to me like they think he might be a nice choice for twenty twenty four. Then just go with Mitt again. <laughs> Absolutely. They would love to run a loser like that again. They feel much better about that. The, the things that they want to talk about are just the things that most Republicans in D.C. and especially in the Beltway, the whole area, are most comfortable talking about are some important issues, but not the most important. They want to talk about some of the pocketbook issues. They want to talk about the taxes. They want to talk about inflation, and they want to attack the Democrats. Now, these things do affect people seriously, and they have an impact on the family, but for a lot of these, a lot of the voters, when they're getting their children being indoctrinated in, in schools across the entire country with critical race theory, with, with race hate, and with, with gender studies, these things really hit home as well. And it was only by leading to the culture wars that Youngkin was able to, to take off and, and win this fight. The culture wars, whether you're talking about immigration or whether you're talking about abortion or whether you're talking about critical race theory, these things – make them Republican politicians so uncomfortable because they always get bad press. They get called patriarchal. They get called racist. They always get yelled at, and they get called bigoted, nationalist. These things frighten them. They don't like bad press in the New York Times. They prefer to stick to taxes, and that's it. And that's what these guys who push for Romney just want to do. Yeah, and they're gutless. Um, I think the thing that sticks out for me, and um, the, the, this, was, this became a, a major thing for uh, Youngkin, uh, and a big, uh, I think, a, a, a big reason for why he won because of the atmosphere down there. He's pushing school choice. Now, the Republicans have been saying for, for at least the last 30 years that I'm aware of, they've been talking about school choice, maybe longer than that. And they talk about it and they never do anything about it. Um, and so the, the, these guys see what's happening in, in uh, Virginia with how uh, annoyed people are about you know, with what's going on with the teachers and everything. And they still think that that uh, Donald Trump was a bad guy who couldn't have been more uh, vocal about his support for school choice. They just, they, they what are they, they just refuse to accept it or are they that stupid? They like to fundraise off of it. They like to, they like to tell people that they're going to work on it, but they don't like to make hard votes on any of these things. And you'll see this over and over and over again. They, they like to rely on the courts. They like to outsource their job to the federal bureaucracy and just act like it's out of their hands. When everyone should know that it's the legislature's, legislator's job to oversee the bureaucracy and, and to try and pull it in and try and restrain it. And that the court only steps in when the legislators have refused to do their job in the first place. That's why we get so many bad rulings, is because we get so little actual good legislation. The perfect encapsulation of this is one we were just talking about uh, at lunch earlier today is the Bostock case, which is when the court essentially said that your, 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 your sexuality is now a protected class, your gender is a protected class in the Civil Rights Act. Uh, there was a quote from a senior Republican politician, Chuck Grassley, Senator Chuck Grassley, that said, oh, thank goodness we don't have to vote on that again. Because courts decided it for us. How many times have you heard on whether on any kind of these hard issues, well, that's just the law of the land now. Personally, I'm for this, or personally, I'm against that, but that's the law of the land. Because Republicans don't want to take those hard votes. And just like you said, they're weak and they're cowardly. And, and Virginia is going to be a very hard fight. They just, made, they just made an election right now. They got rid of the Democratic Party. They put in Republicans. That doesn't mean that there's going to actually get the hard, vicious work done that's, need, that's needed to fix these schools. None of those teachers, none of those principals, none of those superintendents or librarians that are giving pornography to kids and teaching them race hate, none of those people have lost their jobs. And every time the, when Republicans go in there and investigate and try to fire these people, get rid of these people, defund the organizations that are using taxpayer dollars to lie to your children and teach them hate, when they do that, they're going to have pieces coming out in the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, all these sob stories, all these awfulness. Look at these evil Ku Klux parents coming in there trying to have a say. They're going to get Department of Justice investigations here in Washington, D.C. They're going to say it's violations of civil rights acts. This is just beginning. So the folks who actually got up and elected these Republicans in Virginia and the folks who do that all across the country, they can't just go up and go give up and go home and say we did our part. Now is the hard part where they need to keep the politicians going, keep pushing them forward just like the left does. When they elect people, they elect those people who affect change and they never let them off the hook. The right needs to think the same way. 
Yeah, and do you think, and we're talking to Chris Bedford, he's a senior uh, editor at The uh, Federalist. Um, I mean, th- this the story in Virginia is a pretty big deal, and it's a pretty big shock. And not only did the governor win, but a black woman was elected, uh, a Republican, was elected um, uh, lieutenant governor, and an Hispanic man was elected attorney general. Um, and are the Republicans still going to look at this and 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 not jump all over it and think that this was a great thing and 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 pick up on the momentum or are they going to explain it away as that this was just uh, people happy to, that it wasn't Donald Trump so that's what the senior republicans are already trying to do in DC and i've heard that in in their conversations and the personal conversations and in their opinions they would much they would much rather take look at a place like new jersey and and take lessons from that than they would in virginia because they don't want to talk about those hard issues. They just want to say, look, everyone hates Joe Biden. Everybody likes Donald. Everyone likes the GOP. This, that, that is the only lesson to take from this. But the lesson that Republican consultants on the lower levels, the more radical ones, the more revolutionary ones, the good ones, and Republican politicians who actually in, in the grassroots who are trying to make a difference here, the lesson that they should take is not that of New Jersey, not simply that Joe Biden is unpopular, not simply that they have a chance but that in order to actually propel themselves forward, in order to harness the energy that's in the American people right now, they need to fight back on this culture war that's being waged on us by the left. They need to hit those issues. So the top guys, the old timers, the guys, the, the Republicans in there who are living in massive mansions just outside of D.C. or who are in charge of the Senate, those ones don't want to look at what it takes. But I think the rest of the country, it's eyes wide open looking at this. And for the Democrats, they seem to understand, holy smokes, we're in trouble. Yeah. And I mean, going going all the way back to the Republicans after, after Ronald Reagan, um, Ronald Reagan cut taxes, did everything that Republicans had been promising to do and, and conservatives wanted to have done. He did it for eight years and he won 49 to one after his first term. And he won his second term 49 to one. And it took George H.W. Bush about 15 minutes to raise taxes after he became president, only because he had been Reagan's vice president. Yeah, they called that the night of long knives, the inauguration night of the inauguration day for President George H.W. Bush. The first thing he did was fire all the people who'd been close to Ronald Reagan, purge the government of a lot of the conservative staff that Reagan had brought in. He'd never been part of that club. He'd always been part of the eastern more liberal elite uh, of the of the Republican Party, the Connecticut crew, or the Massachusetts crew, that whole kind of thing, and that and that was what the normal situation of the GOP is. The Republican Party is the only vehicle that conservatives and Christians right now have to affect change and affect public policy. But no, make no mistake, they're not your friends. They're not someone who just helps you out because they want to. You have to you have to think of it more like a carjacking situation, where the conservatives and the Christians get in the vehicle and say, "Drive." But you have to keep a close eye on the GOP because where they're always going to want to go is back to helping the corporations, helping those kind of groups. That's just the way that they seem to be programmed. There are signs that that's changing. More than half of the Republican House members and Senate members who are elected right now in D.C. have been elected since 2016, since Donald Trump was on the scene. There are signs like we're seeing in Virginia that maybe the politicians will start to listen to the people more than the consultants and the donors. But it's still going to be a very hard fight to go on. Now, I don't know about you. I have a, a little bit of a problem with comparing Donald Trump to Ronald Reagan. Um, I mean, I, I know that where you can find some similarities. Uh, you know, he started out as not a politician and all that stuff. But um, the similar, is there a similarity in the way the Republicans look at Donald Trump and the way they looked at Ronald Reagan? They couldn't believe that an actor came in and beat all their brilliant uh, party members who had been around for 100 years. He came in and smoked them. Uh, and then they, the same thing with Donald Trump. He had the nerve to come in and beat 17 of them in a primary. And and they still they can't stand the fact that he's not one of them. And is that part of this? That's part of it. Absolutely. I mean, Donald Trump knocked off the top, the top, top roster, the top resumes we've probably ever seen running in the Republican primary. Similarly, uh, Ronald Reagan primaried a sitting Republican president with Gerald Ford which is a lot of people blame in some part for Gerald Ford's loss. I don't think it's entirely to do with it, but I think he deserved it. 
both of them were great disruptors, those who said that the status quo is not something they're willing to stand by. They had different kinds of ideas, but they still had a, had a similar heart that the GOP was not representative of of the values that their voters were, and that they thought that they had lost their moral compass and that they thought that they, they were going to take it back. Um, that You see that in both Donald Trump as, and, and Ronald Reagan as disruptive forces that didn't always play well. And when you primary a sitting president of your own party, like Reagan did, where you're not going to make a lot of friends, the, the, whole, the, the folks who just want to say just to win just for the sake of winning and not actually stand for principles, well, those folks are pretty upset about it. And they, they blamed Reagan forever on that. And George H.W. Bush, I don't think, ever, ever got over those kinds of thoughts. He had a different future for the GOP than Reagan did. And Mitch McConnell has a different idea of the GOP than Donald Trump does. Yeah. How about, the, you know, Mitch McConnell, is it, you know, has he been there long enough? How many, you know, what is, it, is 40 years enough? Just get out. You know, <laughs> um, we're talking to Chris uh, Bedford, finishing up here a few more minutes. Um, in this piece you write about, you know, the re- Republican reaction, I guess, to the win of Virginia, we talked about how they, we mentioned Mitt Romney. I want Before we go, I want to make sure I get this quote that you have in your piece from Matt Lewis. This is what this is what this guy said. The news we should be celebrating. He's talking about Virginia uh, results. The news we should be celebrating, uh, quote, never Trump commentator Matt Lewis wrote Monday is, quote, after years of enduring Trumpian controversies, voters are ravenous for a non-crazy Republican. There's pent up demand, he continued. And Youngkin, with the look and feel of a Mitt Romney, has given suburban voters permission to vote Republican and not feel bad about it. In a way, it feels like coming home again. If that's not enough to make you puke, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Matt uh, totally misses the forest for the trees there. He, he It's true that in, the, in some ways that there is some Trump fatigue among the voters that Youngkin needed to win. And, there, and it's true that Youngkin is from the Republican class. What Matt just totally doesn't get there is that Duncan didn't get any momentum, and Virginia didn't have any shot of, of going right. It's a, it's a seriously blue state at this point. If it wasn't for Youngkin's embrace of the exact same issues that Donald Trump was fighting on. Now, you can point out, as I've seen some smart writers do, that there is a difference in style that is possible for Republican politicians. Like, we've seen this with Youngkin, we've seen this with DeSantis, to hit on the similar points and the similar battles that President Trump has done without having all of the classic bravado that also makes people like Trump and turn, turn some people off, the old-fashioned queen-style bravado of, and, and speaking more like a politician but still hitting on those same battles and still be willing to fight on them. That's a point for what Matt Lewis and those types think is, oh, this is proof that Mitt Romney is a good idea, that Mitt Romney is a winner? Absolutely not. All you need is a time traveler from 2012 to tell you that's not the case. Yeah, I, I, I just to see that even in print is enough to make you throw up. But I, I, uh, I'm out of time, uh, Chris. Always good to have you on. It's a great piece at thefederalist.com. You can read all of it. Uh, one last thing about the 20 seconds here. Do, do you have any faith that they're going to fix this? It's a possibility only because, unlike we saw with the Tea Party, Loudoun County parents have already become activated. They've already become, and all across Virginia, they've already had their grassroots organizations. They were working to fix this before the vote. Now they've got the backup in Richmond. If they hold those organizations together, then they might be able to turn the tide. Chris Bedford, thanks a lot for being here. I really appreciate it, always. Thank you. Okay, we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy predicts his party could flip more than 60 House seats in next year's midterm elections. McCarthy and his GOP conference will be looking to replicate the Yunkin victory in congressional races across the country next year. He says Republicans warned Speaker Nancy Pelosi her policies were losing with the public. We have warned Speaker Pelosi almost every day that she's been in the majority this year. Minority Whip Steve Scalise says Democrat policies failed to win. That kind of big government socialism was rejected overwhelmingly by the voters in Virginia. Republicans need to flip only a handful of seats in 2022 to take back the majority. Bernie Bennett reporting. Republican governors, lawmakers, and attorneys general already forming a wall of opposition to President Biden's plan to require vaccinations or COVID-19 testing to all private employers of 100 workers or more. This is SRN News. Why are cash-out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. 
I really feel like right now might be a once in a lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, were you able to get them the cash? out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Mike Gallagher believes the world knows what kind of leader we have. What Americans, ordinary Americans, are believing today about the direction of our country. Yes, there are no more mean tweets. No more feuds with movie stars. But we have a, a, a disaster of a president, and the world knows it. You know, not only do we know it, the world knows it, too. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. This Veterans Day, Blinds.com salutes the heroes who served our nation. And we're expressing our gratitude by passing along huge savings to everyone with up to 45% off site-wide. Now's the perfect time to try Blinds.com. We're offering major deals for our Veterans Day sale, just in time for you to get your home looking its best before the holidays. Blinds.com makes it easy and affordable to upgrade your whole house with the latest styles, premium materials, and even convenient motorization from blinds, shades, interior shutters, and more. With Blinds.com, there are no misleading quotes or hidden fees. Talk to a Blinds.com professional design consultant for free. Whether you DIY or have us handle measuring and installation, you'll always receive free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Small home projects make a big difference. The sooner you order beautiful new custom window treatments with Blinds.com, the sooner you can kick back by the fireplace and enjoy the view. Go to Blinds.com now through November 11th and save up to 45% off everything. That's Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer, WPGP, Pittsburgh, W223CS, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. On outbound 28, looking pretty busy between Freeport Road and 910. About a 10-minute delay there. On the Parkway East, your inbound trip is busy into the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and congested county jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound, just about a five-minute delay into the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway West looking pretty clogged up inbound between Roslyn Farms Road and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound 51 backs up to Library Road close to a 10-minute delay. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 27. Mostly sunny skies to wrap up the work week tomorrow. Expect a high of 47. Clear skies tomorrow night, low 27. Plenty of sunshine for Saturday. We'll reach a high Saturday of 54. Sunday, sun and clouds and a high of 56. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. A couple of weeks ago, we had Justin Goodman, founder of the White Coat Waste Project, on here to talk about the experiments done on beagle puppies by the agency run by Dr. Tony Fauci. Not long after that, the story got national attention, and there was bipartisan outrage from people in Congress, calls for an investigation from both sides, and it was inevitable that the liberal media would eventually come to Fauci's defense. And the Washington Post has already come after the White Coat Waste Project. They're just getting started. Justin Goodman is the co-founder of White Coast Waste Project. He joins us now. Justin, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So um, the Washington Post uh, 
apparently used to be a big fan of the White Coat Waste Project. What changed? Uh, the administration, I think. Uh, for five years, the Post heralded us as a picture of bipartisanship, which we are, and uh, celebrated our work to end ta- wasteful taxpayer-funded animal experiments at agencies like the VA, the EPA, the USDA. This was all under the Trump administration, but apparently now that Joe Biden's president and we're going after Anthony Fauci, we've it's a bridge too far, and they're coming after us to discredit us. So it's all about Fauci. That they like Fauci. Yeah, they've. Ne- yeah, it seems like it. They uh, surprisingly, the uh, only response from the mainstream media and the Washington Post in particular to date to our revelations that Anthony Fauci has been funding horrendous experiments on puppies. Uh, they published a column defending the abuse of puppies, and now we've learned uh, both on both from other sources and my conversations with the Post directly that they're trying to smear us as a right-wing front group for criticizing Anthony Fauci rather than what we are, which is a nonpartisan nonprofit that gets most of its money from individual small-dollar donors like folks who are listening to this show um, who are trying to support our work to end the abuse of animals in taxpayer-funded labs. And so you are aware of a hit piece that, that it hasn't come out yet, but that is coming from The Washington Post, a hit piece on your organization? Uh, Yeah, based on everything we know from my conversations with The Washington Post uh, and conversations we've had with others who they've reached out to, uh, it sounds like they want to try to discredit us rather than talk about the substance of the issue. That's interesting. Uh, So, And you have spoken to them. So this isn't just something you're hearing secondhand. You're basing this on questions they've been asking you or, or comments they've made to you? Yeah. Listen, the Post has done lots of coverage of us. Never at once have they dug into our finances. Not only have they dug into our finances, which we were happy to cooperate with, they've asked us if we would pledge to never take any money from Republicans. What does that mean? They, they're under the impression that the only reason we're attacking Anthony Fauci is because we're some kind of front group for the right wing. And that we don't actually care about animals, which is our track record shows is absolutely not true. Um, but they would like us to vow, and they said this to me personally in an email that Glenn Greenwald of the of uh, investigative journalist Glenn Greenwald published the email where they asked us specifically to vow not to take any money from Republican-aligned groups. Yeah, but um, they. This is new. I mean, the, uh, the, the, have you ever you haven't taken much money, first of all, from any groups, because most of your money comes from grassroots. But um, we've taken zero dollars from any Democrat or Republican aligned organizations, PACs, political groups, otherwise zero dollars, John. And and so where are they getting the idea? I mean, what are they going to use to substantiate uh, their claims that you have been taking money from these people? They can't. Uh, that's uh, that dog won't hunt, as they say. Uh, there's no evidence of that at all. We've uh, we've provided them with our financial records uh, way more than we needed to voluntarily. Because how, how recently, know, though, Justin, did you did you do that? I mean, how, this, this, this week. Yeah. So this is the first time they've asked for it and you provided it with uh, to them. Correct. Hmm. So. um uh, for people who don't know, where were these experiments done and what was done to the dogs, if you can give us kind of a quick summary? I know it's really horrifying and the details, but whatever, if you can give us just a general idea. Sure. Uh, some of these experiments took place overseas. Some of these experiments took place in the U.S., in Georgia, California. Uh, some of the experiments that have been funded by Fauci's division at the NIH involve force-feeding puppies, experimental drugs, cutting out their vocal cords so they can't bark in the laboratory and then killing them. Uh, other experiments involve infesting dogs with uh, ticks and, and infectious flies. And in an experiment we just exposed today in the Daily Caller, uh, Fauci Division at the NIH funded an experiment that involved giving dogs heartworms intentionally to grow heartworms for use in other experiments, basically using these beagle puppies as heartworm factories and then killing them. Now, I mean, it's it's unbelievably horrifying, but 
Um, how insulated is Fauci from this? And, um, you know, the Dana Milbank, a columnist for the Post-Gazette, Post-Gazette, that's Pittsburgh, uh, the Washington Post, said um, that uh, his, his column, he basically said that you guys were all wrong in trying to tie him to it, that he didn't know about it, or that it wasn't really uh, the, uh, the NAIAD that was involved. It was somebody else. And I think one of the... One of the uh, uh, experimental, uh, one of the experiments that you guys reported on was in Tunisia with the Beagles, and uh, he's claiming that uh, Fauci and his organization knew nothing of it or had nothing to do with it. So what? So there was a paper published this summer identifying Fauci's division as the funder of it, in which Beagles were put into mesh cages and that were filled with hungry sand flies, so the flies could feed off the Beagles' heads. The paper that was published in a journal identified NIAD, Fauci's division, as the funder. Once we exposed it, all of a sudden, Fauci's division came out and said we had nothing to do with this and had the paper issue a retraction. But they also admitted at the same time that they funded other experiments on dogs in Tunisia. (laughs) So they're, they're splitting hairs here. And whether Fauci personally knew and certainly now he personally knows about these things but whether he did or not before the buck stops with him he runs the division if he's going to get credit for any good he does then he gets blamed for the bad he does right right and and you know so he's he's ultimately accountable that's why he has that job so to say that he didn't personally know about it is not an excuse um and uh According to a report a few years ago, they were the dogs were fed laundry detergents, pesticides and industrial chemicals to make them throw up until they died. Yeah, I mean, that. I don't know that that was funded by Fauci in particular, but there are horrible things going on to dogs across the country in experiments funded with our tax dollars by the National Institutes of Health, uh, including giving dogs heart attacks, infesting, you know, infesting them with all these different uh, diseases. Um, again, you know, recent examples include infesting puppies with ticks, hundreds of ticks, uh, heartworms, sand flies, it, the list goes on. It's horrendous. And our tax dollars are paying for it. And taxpayers have a right to know who's paying the bill and who's cashing the checks. And in this case, it's, you know, people at the NAID and the, the labs they're funding that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to torture puppies in experiments that are opposed by most people. This isn't just a right wing thing or a left wing thing. We've done polling showing that 70 over 70 percent of Democrats and over 60 percent of Republicans are opposed to these experiments. That's a you know, that's a big majority here of people across the country, across the political spectrum, do not want to be forced to pay for the abuse of puppies in government funded labs, period. Now, you've had support, as you say, from from both Republicans and Democrats over the years in Congress. Uh, and you've had some support just recently to investigate this la- the, these latest stories. Is that support still coming from both sides? Um, and do you expect the Democrats to start to back off now that the Washington Post and probably other media outlets will be coming to Fauci's defense? Well, we hopefully we we certainly hope that they the Democrats stand their ground. We have an overwhelming outpouring of support from lawmakers on the right, uh, conservative folks who we're very grateful for. Uh, And as you mentioned, a letter led by Nancy Mace, uh, Congresswoman Nancy Mace from South Carolina a few weeks ago to Fauci uh, with a total of two dozen members on it. Nine Democrats signed that. And people like Congressman Ted Lieu tweeted it out uh, even after the controversy broke out. So we're certainly hoping that those folks who've been so great on this issue continue to be, uh, despite the best efforts of the Washington Post and other outlets like that that are trying to uh, save Fauci's ass. Now, Dana Milbank uh, in his column said that these experiments were done during the development of drugs to treat HIV-AIDS and that uh, the reason that young dogs were used, uh, he didn't say puppies, he said young dogs, but the reason young dogs were used is that, um, I guess, uh, um, their experience showed them that Young dogs are best for those experiments, and uh, and it was you know they had to do it to find these uh, drugs to treat HIV/AIDS. Uh, Dana Milbank is 
exaggerating significantly here. The, the FDA itself, number one, says that dogs are not required for testing human drugs. And number two, the FDA says, and this is where we get at the wasteful part of this, the FDA says that nine out of 10 drugs that pass animal tests fail in humans because they don't work or are dangerous. It's incredibly ineffective and wasteful, not, never, never mind cruel. That's why Rand Paul just introduced a bill to allow drug companies to avoid animal testing, particularly you know, with dogs and other animals, because it's so wasteful uh, and ineffective. So you know, Dana Milbank is bending over backwards and did in his column to defend the abuse of, <laughs> as you say, he didn't even want to use the word puppies, just young dogs. Um, but his, his, uh, his claims don't stand up to scrutiny. Yeah. Um, and have most of the media ignored this latest story about the Beagles? I mean, I've seen it in a lot of places, but I tend to, you know, I'm drawn to conservative media. And I don't know if uh, like uh, CNN or MSNBC, have they been on this at all? No. Not at all. Not at all. Despite this being the number one trending story on Twitter for several days with different hashtags, uh, Governor Florida Governor Ron DeSantis gave a speech criticizing Fauci for testing on dogs. Nikki Haley has tweeted it out. All kinds of high-profile people who these outlets would typically cover have been talking about this, uh, and there's been radio silence. And uh, does, is that startling to you? I mean, based on your experience with the coverage that uh, that uh, the, the White Coat Waste Project has gotten in the past? Absolutely. Typically, the, the coverage we get is very fair from from outlets that cover, you know, that span the political spectrum, uh, that lean left, that lean right, and that are far left and far right. I mean, we get good coverage from everyone because our issue is one that unites, uh, we like to say, unites liberty lovers and animal lovers. Um, so it's startling that the second we criticize Anthony Fauci, St. Fauci, all of a sudden the left, you know, the media on the left has, has gone silent and, you know, is not answering our emails and not covering this issue. It's a national, it's an international scandal. There's newspapers around the world covering this, the Daily Mail, the Sun over in the UK, uh, you know, every big uh, publication in the center right in the United States has covered this. Um, it's just shocking that outlets that would typically cover our work are staying away from it simply because Anthony Fauci is at the center of the controversy. So, it's really journalistic, journalistic malpractice as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, and what's your plan here um, if, I don't know if I want to say if a barrage of hit pieces come out, but um, are, you, are you well prepared to defend yourselves and to uh, disprove their claims? Not just the Post, but other Absol- media? Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the biggest issue we're dealing with now is that this has to be some controversy, some kind of right-wing conspiracy simply because it involves Anthony Fauci and he's infallible. Uh, that's, that's the criticism we're getting. And it's simply not true. Our track record shows that everything we've done is bipartisan. Uh, we've been very transparent with our finances. Glenn Greenwald published them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we gave our tax records to the Washington Post. There's no evidence at all of any impropriety or part or partisanship in the funding of our organization, the membership of our organization, or anything like that. So we stand ready to confront any and all claims, and we're going to continue. You know, we just exposed another experiment today that Fauci funded, and we're going to continue to do that until these experiments stop. Well, this this story becomes much more interesting and newsworthy. The the more you can tie Dr. Fauci to it, now you're gonna and you want to get attention. You want attention brought to this. Um, are are you? Do you do you feel like you're required to come up with some proof that Dr. Fauci was aware of this? Because all he has to do is say, "I didn't know that was going on," and who's going to prove otherwise? Yeah, it doesn't matter whether he was personally aware of it or not. He runs the agency that's funding these things. So again, I mean. We, the situation in Wuhan is another great example of that. He's, he's ultimately, the buck stops with him. Yeah. If his agency, you know, we just exposed yesterday, we got documents where we proved, we have now proven in black and white that the NIH knew that there was gain of function, re- that it was funding gain of function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology through his agency, through his division. Whether or not he personally knew about that is irrelevant. 
he's re- he he's responsible for what his division funds. Well, at so the, you know, go yeah. ahead. No, I was going to say I'm running no, out please. of time, but at, at the very least, doesn't somebody have to get him off? Has anybody even asked him yet directly uh, uh, in public? If he if he knew about it, number one, and and if he now that he does know about it, is he going to do anything about it, or is he is he opposed uh, to it? Congresswoman Nancy Mace and the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee have written a letter to Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney of the Oversight Committee asking for hearings. Uh, presumably, Dr. Fauci would be called during those hearings. Rand Paul sent a letter to him last week with other Republican senators asking for answers. Obviously, Nancy Mace did the bipartisan letter. Uh, so we're hoping in the coming weeks we get some kind of transparency and accountability about what's going on and who knew what and when. Well, I hope you do. And we, uh, I have your phone number and um, I want to get you on again to keep people updated on this. Where can people uh, send money to support you real quick? Uh, whitecoatwaste.org and at whitecoatwaste on all social media platforms. Very good. Justin Goodman of whitecoatwaste.org. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Okay, we'll be right back. the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. We started Legacy Box so that family memories would be safe and could always be enjoyed together. And this year, we're offering you early access to our incredible Black Friday sale so you can finally digitize your home movies and photos. One million families and counting have trusted Legacy Box to convert their aging media because Legacy Box is safe, simple, and affordable. From fading over time to risks like fire and water damage, your videotapes, film reels, and photos aren't protected unless they're on a digital format. And with the holidays approaching, don't wait. Simply fill your legacy box, and we'll take care of the rest. This is the first time we've offered Black Friday savings this early, and it's the most meaningful thing you can do this holiday season. It's time to relive your most important memories and take advantage of Legacy Box's best sale of the year. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get early access to our Black Friday sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for an irresistible deal. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So here's a a sports story for you. Have you heard about what happened at the uh, Armstrong-Mars high school hockey game? Um, Armstrong played Mars... And the Mars was the visiting team, and they played um, up there in Armstrong at the rink up there. And uh, Mars has a goalie who's the, a, a girl who plays goalie. And on the video, you can hear loudly, it's very loud, chanting from the uh, Armstrong students who were there to watch the game. 
she's a whore. She's a whore. That's just some of the things that they were saying, and that's not anywhere close to the worst uh, of what they they were saying. And uh, so now Armstrong has been uh, they've been that's been ruled that they are not allowed to have their fans at their games anymore. Um, and uh, people are looking for an apology. But the question people are asking, and it's a good one, is how does this happen at a rink without somebody stepping in? There, there are par- these these games are well attended by parents, um, and so there were adults there. How is it that this went on? The girl was uh, ended up being in tears after the second period because it was relentless. The the torture that they were putting her through and screaming at her and everything. Um, so a couple of things here. First of all, as I said, where are the adults? Why, how does this go on and on for the for, for at least a couple of periods before anybody does anything about it? Number two, um, where uh, where there should be? I don't know. In the old days, I hate to keep saying that, but I don't even say it that much in the old days. But but I remember, put it this way, when something like that would happen, uh, someone from Mars. Uh, one of the one of the uh, friends of the players or the players themselves would threaten to come up into the stands and beat the crap out of somebody if it didn't stop or go over and remind them that when the game is over, they're going to be looking for them and they're going to have to answer for what they did. That's the kind of stuff that used to happen. And, you know, kids would kind of police themselves. The kids doing it in the first place, they're, they're a bunch of high school boys. They're idiots. They always are. I, I, I'm not saying that if... When I was 16 years old, if a chant like that would have started, there's probably a, a there's a pretty good chance I'd be doing it myself. But somebody would have come over and threatened to uh, uh, put a hockey stick where the sun don't shine or something to that effect to to stop it. But here's the punishment that should come for these kids who did it. Uh, they should dress them up in goalie pads and put them in a uh, in between the pipes and uh, see how they do. And let the uh, let the Mars team take some shots at him for fifteen or twenty minutes until I I would guess some of those guys would be brought to tears. That's really ugly what they did. They should be kind of ashamed of it just for being that gutless, if nothing else. And the parents who didn't do anything about it, who were there, have a lot of explaining to do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.